This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Death by Incarceration presents, in association with Crawl Space Media, Injustice, a new wrongful conviction podcast with a focus on advocacy. Emmanuel Rios and Angel Rodriguez are each serving life sentences for the 1987 murder of Sean Nelson, despite the existence of evidence that could have cleared them had it not been withheld at their trial. Now that our production team has obtained that previously lost evidence, will it be enough to right an injustice of more than 30 years? It's crazy because there's a confession. <laughs> there's a confession. He did confess. It's recorded. It's on a tape. Injustice. Hey there, welcome back to the eighth and final episode of Romance and Murder on the Streets of Philadelphia. For our eighth episode, Lisa and I sat down with Spanky and had a conversation similar to the one we had with June last week. And we do find time to touch on a couple of case-related topics. Really, it's more important that we bring you these men in their own words. And while we do talk about some deep stuff, you know, like where Spanky's head is at after spending so many years, you know, writing to every innocence organization on the planet. And we also learn what it takes to melt the heart of your prototypical tattooed tough guy bikers and killers that he's locked up with. That may not be what you think, and it's kind of a sweet story. Anyway, it's a great conversation. We hope you like it. Again, no long-winded intro this week. Let's just get into it. Hello? Hey, Spanky. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, man. Taking it easy. I didn't even know we were going to get a visit today. Oh, you didn't? Nah, I didn't. We wanted to close out the series with a conversation with June and a conversation with you. Okay. So I hope it was a good surprise. I hope we didn't uh, catch you in the middle of something. No, nah, no. Nah. I was just like, because what I was doing was I was throwing a whole bunch of stuff away, like old uh, paperwork and all that. And the cat was inside the, because I got like on a footlocker. So she wanted to jump inside the damn footlocker and lay on top of all the papers. So <laughs> me and her was arguing when they called me. <laughs> it's good to uh, to put a face to the name finally. How you been? Uh, I'm good, man. Uh, we was locked down for like a few days, but now we back out. So, is it a COVID thing? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they, one time we went down for like like a whole month and stuff like that. Month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's been bad in here. Yeah. Right now, it's not that bad because a lot of people, majority, everybody took the vaccine. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. And I, I wish I wish did. more people out here would get the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Every time I, I see the news, man, it's like it get worse and worse. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's unfortunate that it, that it's become so politicized. It's it's yeah. it's so bizarre. I don't understand it. But what are you but gonna you do? Know, it's like I tell it's like I tell people the day you're born, they give you a vaccine. Yeah, it's like they give you a bunch. They want to yeah. <laughs> before you can even go to school, you got to get all these vaccines. Yeah, but. You know what? Everybody is like, oh, the government's trying to do this. Hey, man, if you don't want to take it, that's on you. But I'm going to take it. Yeah. I've seen what it did here. Yeah. On the block I was on, three people died on the block I was on. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. 
It wasn't good. How the podcast coming along? Man, I think I think it's been really well received. Uh, you know, we okay. we aired the the final episode of the case, the story we're telling. We aired that last week, and then tomorrow we we're going to put up the interview we did with June, and then yours will go up next week. And okay, for now we're 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 done with what we can put out you know okay. until something new happens um okay I, but i i mean it i think it's been really well received i, I mean i think uh, people people are really invested in the story so it's it's been yeah. it's been great to see to see that okay that's great the intent of this is not to not to rehash the case really i mean we've we've okay. gone over it um yeah. as as much as we could so it is more okay. just a conversation just so people get to know the people that they've been hearing about i do want to dig in a little bit um okay. can you can you go back to the the trial first let me let me back up from there when they picked you up in 89 yeah. were you were you 100% out of the game at that point i know they picked you up when you were working at fedex yeah, no, I was working at UPS. Or UPS, I'm sorry. Yeah. Were you were you were you totally out of the game at that point or were you still kind of straddling? No, 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 no. I was out. I was out. I wasn't even in. Yeah. So you just you just got blindsided. Like just Yeah. Listen, I like the, the, that same day I turned around and I, I got a phone call from Afrik, but I I used to live down Afe and Cambria. That's where the cops had my last address. Mm-hmm. So somebody, I mean, contacted me and said, listen, the detectives are looking for you. So I said, okay, so let me call them. It's been two years, you know what I mean, since last time they talked to me. So I called them. They said, listen, we want to ask you a few questions. I said, okay. That was the last time I tasted freedom. Man. Yeah. Okay, so where I was starting is, is if we can go back to the to the trial, when when Romance is up there on the stand and he is telling all these these lies what what was going through your head at that point i was shocked you know i mean i'm like waiting to wake up you know what i mean it's like when he's saying all this about this van and all this i know it ain't true you know what i mean and it was just crazy i'm sitting there and like saying to myself okay when i'm waking up wake up from this dream because this dude is lying and i'm looking at my lord like supposed to represent me and and I couldn't do nothing. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I'm just sitting there. I was in shock. Yeah. What What are your? I, I I can imagine what your thoughts on romance were at that time. Where Where are you at with romance today? Like, how how? What are your thoughts towards him? My my, my whole thing with him is come forward and say the truth. Come forward and say the truth. They can't prosecute you. Yeah, I mean, because they knew you was lying when you got to understand. The prosecutor knew you was, I mean, you what you was putting out there was false. And he still let you come forward. So they're not going to take your deal back or nothing. Because they know they was wrong for letting you get on the stand and falsify this, this whole story. It's like when, when, when he turned around and took this deal, he, supposed to, he was supposed to get life because two third-degree murders is automatic on life stands in Pennsylvania. And they never pursued that. They looked the other way on that. June had an interesting perspective towards romance where he, you know, he said romance just doesn't, doesn't occupy any space in his brain anymore. 
Like it, it, it does more harm to him or you, for you, it does more harm to you than to him to, to let him occupy any space in your brain. But I can understand how, you know, like it's one little thing, like, come on, man. And, and the thing with all this is that like, how I'm gonna put it all from the beginning, I knew he was lying. And then when I really found out about the tape and all that, that's when I really was frustrated because I'm like, okay, because I ain't find out about the tape for a little while. So we was ready to go to trial. That's when I found out about the tape. I said, whoa. And all this time, June being my cousin, he never told me to right before we went to trial. And that's when I was frustrated. Did you know that romance had so much animosity against you that the blood was that bad that you would send someone to prison for life? No, I didn't know he was that mad at me like that. Because me and him really didn't hang out and stuff like that. Him and June hanged out. They was real close friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, because on one of the one of the letters, he said that I got in between him and June in an argument. I can't even remember that. But him and June was real. I mean, friends. They was real tight. You know, I, I in a way, I, I wish I wish Roger King was still alive. I'm, I yeah, me too. Uh, there, there's there's a lot of things. <laughs> I'm trying to dance around this because uh, in a couple episodes back, I, I basically said I'm I'm glad that fucker's dead. But you know, for <laughs> no, what he said was I hope he had a long, painful battle and died alone. That was what he said. So <laughs> yeah, well, um. I I I, uh, I wear my feelings on my sleeves, Spanky, and I I gotta I gotta call it like I say it. But I do I do yeah. wish that that he was still around, and you know, because it doesn't look like Peruto has plans to come forward. It doesn't look like romance is going to. But King, yeah. No, so what what about Peruto? I mean, you he represented you for uh, just a minute, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't take much for him either. I'm more mad with Peruto than it really with romance because. Peruto never even told me about the tape or nothing. So he, I stand in front of the, the judge. He said, he turns around to me and tells me, oh, tell him that you want to waive your preliminary hearing. I don't know nothing about the courts. Um, this is new to me. So I'm standing there like, I want to waive my preliminary hearing. So I come to find out then four or five months later that he had the tape that could have, right there in that, at that preliminary hearing, the whole case could have got torn out. Wow, I never thought about it like that, but that's true. Yeah, it wow. could have been thrown out right there and then. Right, I never even considered that. I forgot about that. Wow, yeah. that's really that's really got to be so disheartening for you now. Like looking back at so many different kind of forks in the road that happened, where if it had gone right, it would have been totally different. Yeah, I would have never been here all these years. Even the arrest, the arrest warrant. If you look at the arrest warrant. They, should, they rest one. They shouldn't even sign it because they had Edward Drayton talking about it. He said that he seen the car going up Ninth Street and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean everything that was said on the the arrest warrant. It wasn't even basically about me. I said romance statement, and that was like his third statement. Now the son, now he said that he was there when the murder happened. The first three, he said something different. If you had an opportunity to talk to Peruto, what, what would you, what would you say to him today? Oh man! I mean, why? Basically, why he sold me out? I mean, because he could have. I mean, I could have went free that first day. I went to the preliminary hearing. He, the only thing he had to do was turn that tape in, and that's why 
Roger King got on him. On one of the letters that um, Romance states that, I mean, he got on him because he never turned that table over because that was a felony. He was supposed to turn that table over. Yeah. Yeah, his, his story to me on that was, was pretty wild. It was a, it was a new version of how I lost the tape that just didn't, didn't make any sense at all. No sense. No. Yeah. So, cause now he's saying that he had, uh, cleaners come in and clean his office yeah. right after he recorded it. And they mixed up the, that confession tape with his music tapes. And it's just, yeah. I mean, come on, man. He finds them years later in the in a box of cassette tapes, and he puts the tape in, not knowing what it was, and lo and behold, it's the confession. I mean, it's the most ridiculous story we've ever heard. It is. But also the way he represents having notified the police about, or the homicide department about the tape, you know, he always made it seem like he did that immediately after taking the confession. And I th- yeah. we figured out last week it was 22 months, I, I believe, before we, before he actually let them know that he had that. You know, it's just, yep. it's craziness. I, listen, me personally, I really believe that he sold us out to get another client off. I always said this, you know what I mean? Because other suddenly, you know what I mean? You can't find the tape the day before you get on the stand. It don't make no sense. Yeah, because he he was he was representing mobsters and stuff, right? Yep. Yeah. So and the day and the day before he went down to the district attorney's office to talk to Roger King, and now the Sunday the next day the tape comes up missing. Yeah. Well, that's that's. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's 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 steer conversation away from those. those guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So you when you came on, you were telling me about your cat. Yeah. Cl- climbing up in your footlocker. Talk to me. This is Princess? The cat's name is Princess? Yeah, Princess, yeah. Princess, yeah. Tell me about the cat. Yeah. How, how did you end up with a cat? Um, They got a dog program. They got a dog program here um, named Wags. And, you know what I mean, we foster dogs and all that. And guys teach them how to, they train them and all that. But, like, three years ago, well, one of the staff was like, man, well, we don't bring cats. I love cats. So they started, they brought in one cat, but right now we're up to like nine. I have princess right now for like three years. Mm. Yeah. No, this is, listen, it's the best thing. That's my stress reliever. Yeah. Her babies tend to do that for us. Yeah. Then it's funny, right? Because they just brought a kitten named Xena like three weeks ago. So everybody sits around the cell I'm at and they play with a kitten all day long. Grown man, I'm talking about this stuff. So, yeah, I'm telling you, you got to record it and see it to believe it. Yeah, I, w- yeah. I would, I would love to see that. A bunch, a bunch of big dudes just sitting around playing yep. with a little kitty. Whole bunch of tattoos, gummy bikers, killers, just playing with the kids. <laughs> so obviously, uh, you named Princess. Yeah. After your princess. Yeah, right after my daughter, yeah. Yeah, and we had a we had an opportunity to talk to her. Um, tell me about her. Um, she's great. I mean, she like I've been in her life only one year since she was born. Like she she turned one year old seven days later. I came to jail. I feel like like I lost a lot of her time. You know what I mean? I haven't been there like a father. That hurts the most. That I never took her to school. Never. Yeah, you know I mean. 
graduation. Never nothing. Even my grandson. My grandson, he's 17 now. He's 6'3", 215. I'm like, my granddaughter, she has turned six. I mean, I've never been in their life. I know them from the visiting room and stuff like that. And now we don't even get visits. But last, since February four, two years ago, 2018, so it's been hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, just phone calls now, huh? Yes. Are, are, I mean, are, are you... Are you regularly speaking with uh, the re- with all of your family? Yes. You said six three two fifteen. Yeah, that's a big boy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, seventeen years old. I'm like, wow. Does he play and sports? Nah. Listen, I would love him to play sports, but you know, I mean, me growing up, I play all different kind of sports. That was my old thing. Uh, but nah, he don't like playing sports. Hmm. What was your sport? Maybe my grand baseball. Yeah, me and June we played we played baseball all the way to like right before we got locked up. June was a hell of a pitcher. Yeah, I saw, we saw the majors. We saw a, a news a newspaper article about that. Yeah, yeah, June was really good. He had he could have been easily in the majors. Wow, as a pitcher. So, you know. I, I know this is this is going to be a hard question because I'm it's open book, man. I don't got nothing no, to hide. No, not, it's not like that. <laughs> you know, it's with with without trying to present any false hope. You know, because we still don't know. We still don't know what's going to happen. We're we're doing everything in our power. But what 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 are your plans when when you get out? Like what 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 are your what are your plans for for after? Um enjoy life because you gotta look at it I've been down 33 years I wanna enjoy the small stuff you know what I mean that's why I have educated myself I took took HVAC carpentry you know what I mean I've been I took stuff up that I know I can go out there and get a job and move forward because it's gonna be hard coming home so about 33 years away from the streets it's moving so fast nowadays but yeah I just wanna enjoy the small stuff you know what I mean Family, friends. Do you do you plan to stay in Philly or get the hell out of there? No, I would like to get out of Philly. Yeah, yeah. I would love to. You know what's my favorite show? I don't know if you ever seen it. Tiny houses. Oh, I want to build me one of them. I love them tiny houses. Me I too. Me little... <laughs> oh, you too. I love, I love them. them. I want one so bad. You have no idea. Yeah. Yes, that's what I want. I want to build me one and enjoy life. Man, okay. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say about that, Spanky. That's, okay, go ahead. It's, that surprises me that you would uh-huh. want to go from a cell into the smallest house possible. It, yeah. I, I would. I would. I mean, I, I guess that's a, that's a comfort for you. But I would think you want to. You want some space. You want to open up and walk down. Walk down the hallway to the bathroom. Back with more Spanky right after this. No, I, for some reason I love them tiny houses. <laughs> them tiny houses, them tree houses. I love. Just for some reason, I I want to be. Yeah, you know I mean because you know what I want to do. I want to put it right in one acre and have land around me. I don't want no building next to me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I love that. I love that show. Yes, I love that show. It's like I tell people, right? I want to go out there and do the smallest things, man. Walk the park, ride a bike, 
Look at Kelly Drive. Look how nice that Kelly Drive looks now. Yeah, I mean, just riding a bike, enjoying the... Because for, and if you look at it, everybody is moving like they phone super fast. Everybody don't got time to look to the side. They people nowadays don't even know their neighbors. I mean, that's one of the biggest things. It's like here. You would think that living in a block, you would know the guy next door. It's the same way as the world. Half of the time, these guys don't even know each other. And they live next door to each other. <laughs> so you said you, you're doing HVAC and, and carpentry. What's your What's your dream job? I would like HVAC. Yeah. You know I mean, I want to, like, I love computers. Don't get me wrong. I have taken all the classes for computers and stuff. But I'm, that's one thing I don't like, being in the office and stuff like that. I would like to be out in the world. So I just, I got a friend of mine, he works downtown in Philadelphia. He's a crane operator. So he telling me, like, yo, Spain, if you come home, I can get you in the labor union. I'm like, nah. I just don't, I, wanna, I don't want to live in Philly. I want to, that's why I like HVAC, because you can go any part of the world. Right. What part, you know what I mean? Working, uh, working cold or hot. You, you said you want to go out in like wide open spaces, you, like like Montana or uh, Wyoming or something like that, where it's just just nothingness. I don't mean nothingness. I like I mean, no, no neighbors, no buildings, nothing like that. Some of my favorite shows is Alaska. I love for some reason. I love all that fly fishing, all that out wilderness hunting. I'm not too crazy with, but the fishing and all that, I love it. You watch that show Alone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that show. That's, <laughs> but they they got a new one, Wild and Wild and something. It's with a dog now. So they they got a companion. Your companion is the dog. Oh, wow. All right. That that I can handle. That that I think I can handle. <laughs> give me give me a dog and I'm and I'm fine. I go anywhere with that. Lisa, you got you got uh, any other things? <laughs> I, no, have to, I, like I have to do this every once in a while, Spanky, to make sure I don't dominate conversations. Because I, I, t- <laughs> I tend to do that. I just start, I start talking and talking and talking to make sure I don't, I don't uh, leave some space. So you, Pence, you live in Texas, right? Yeah, Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. You're not a cowboy fan, right? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. No, 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 no. No, I, I, was, I was born and raised in Northern California. So, okay. uh, 49er fan growing up, which means I was, I was raised to hate the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, just no, no matter what I got, I got to hate the Cowboys. Okay. So, I w- I so where do you I, live at, Lisa? Uh, I live in Virginia. Oh, uh, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Uh, so, near Richmond, wow. Virginia. Yeah. Well, everybody's everywhere else, I thought everybody was a felly. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's no. the that's the beauty of of all this stuff now. With you know, Lisa's in Virginia, I'm in Texas. Kevin's out in California. Suave's in Philadelphia. We can you know be that far apart and still kind of come together and and work on this stuff. Wow, that's amazing. Technology is so good nowadays. Yeah, I was just thinking. Are there things like about your life when you are free that you regret now? You know, like things that you see that you wish you'd done different, or do you not look at it like that? Like I was young, you know what I mean? At one time we was, and you gotta look at it that I wasn't poor, and my parent, my father worked for the city, my mom, she was the, 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 the homemaker, you know what I mean? She's the one that took care of us. But like, I didn't really need enough, but 
being in that life and seeing power, all that money, that took over my my vision. Just for right. the way we was living, I ain't needed that. But we went to Catholic school and everything. Yeah, I didn't mean it like I certainly have no judgment and like who would ever think that one thing would lead to something like this. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it just it doesn't seem possible when you yeah. are trying to make the connections in your brain. I just wonder sometimes like I have things in my brain where I wish I'm, I always think like, damn, I wish I had a do over, you know, and could do something yeah. different. But I have been to that area. And I think when that would be that your normal everyday what you get up and you see and the people that you hang around are in that all the time. I can certainly see how, you know, that just becomes your norm, you know, and yeah. you want to want to be out there too, having fun. So yeah. a very yeah, fast lifestyle. And I tell people like, out of the neighborhood, it's like, well, I met this guy. He said that when he came home from college, they didn't even throw him a party. Dude came home from jail, they threw him a party. He said he felt like crap. Right. That's just the kind of mentality that people is out there with right nowadays. This this guy graduated from a four-year college from Texas. I think it was from Texas. And now he comes home. They don't even, okay, Bob's home. Billy comes home from jail. Hey, let's throw him a party. That's a different kind of mentality yeah. that's in the neighborhood. They glorify this kind of stuff. I'm sure. We, we drove through when we were in Philadelphia this summer, and... I think a lot has probably changed. And at the same time, more things have stayed the same. You know, maybe the drugs that they're doing is different or who's running what block and those things. But it seems, you know, uh, very much the same as what we've read about was going on in your case um, or what they talk about was going on. Who knows what was actually going on? But I, I just always think about that. So it's, it's like the killings nowadays. They just had a case on yesterday. They took gifts to the to the kids, but their mom got killed like a month ago in front of her two kids. Wow. Do you think them them gifts is something to them kids? They missing their mother. These two is just shooting people. But like it's like a, the same way they say they got an epidemic with um, COVID nineteen, they got an epidemic with these guns. But nobody want to address that. Yeah, it was yeah. The, the the gun epidemic, the opioid epidemic, um, yeah. you know, a lot of that stuff's working hand in hand. Like Lisa said, we drove through Kensington. We saw what's going on there now. It's, it's pretty terrible. bad. It's pretty bad. And yeah. cops and cops just standing there. Cops just standing there watching this, you know, open air drug market and people shooting up on the sidewalk and they're just nothing yeah. they can do. Like like three weeks ago I'm watching the news. The the guy behind the reporter he just looked like he just finished um, shooting up because he was just almost falling and getting right back up and getting off. I'm like looking at the news like, wow, look at this. On TV, mm -hmm. you can see this. Yeah. Back. Well, when we were driving back past one building, it was a pretty large building. And on this side, people were buying and doing drugs outside. There's this huge pile of trash bags kind of to the side of that and then there was a cop car pulled in kind of catty corner and the cop was just standing outside the car it was the most i grew up in iowa so we don't see that in my town i've not seen that anywhere really but it was just unreal it felt very surreal it felt like a movie set or something you know that you wouldn't 
that's not possible. You wouldn't be seeing that there. It's, it's just it's, it's crazy. The world right now, and and this, you know, it's like every city is like this right now. Every city is going to this gun balance. Yeah. Like, right. I just last week in Puerto Rico, they up to like six hundred and fifty murders. And this is the island, like people yeah. should be happy. Sun and sand. <laughs> yep. Like, but they ain't. so, like I was telling you at the beginning, we we have all of these listeners from around the world now that that are interested in this case and interested in you personally and and June personally. If you could say one thing to those listeners, what would you what would you want to say? I want to thank them first for listening, you know what I mean, and being interested. If they can help me, I'm open for any help from around the world, anywhere. Come on board, help us. They might have some kind of idea that we haven't thought about. Yeah, that's we're we're trying to, you know, the emphasis of our podcast is is advocacy and you know letting people know that there's ways to help and that's what we're hoping maybe maybe somebody in another country has has an idea and they they contact us on social media and they say have you thought about this you know yeah would you like us to add the information on how people can reach out to you directly on your on the show notes so that people can email you yes okay no problem yeah okay Okay. Listen, the first 20 years, I have wrote, we had an innocent list that you can print out. I wrote to every innocent project that was on that list. I have wrote to London, Jamaica, you name it. Tell the truth, the first, like, after, like, the first 20-something years, I came to a point that I got burnt out. I had to put everything down because I used to get up and just think about that. Yeah. Now it's like that's what I was trying to. I told you. I said, John, we got to take it easy because I've already been down. I've already been down the road that I burnt out. That's what. That's why you know I I I hesitate to to say that you know this podcast is going to to make a difference. But you know if if the right person hears it, um, yep. you know if people. Yeah really take a, a new interest in the case you know maybe this new guy with the ciu maybe you know some maybe romance finally finally comes to his senses you know yeah. something you know we just we, we got to get the story out there yeah, because it, it's like romance if roman comes forward he's not just helping me out he's gonna help 100 lifers out that roger king prosecuted <laughs> them 30 that he put on death row is gonna help because he just didn't do this to me. He did that. This Roger King did this to everybody. It's frustrating, and I, and and yeah, we're just we're looking forward to uh, to the day when when we can uh, shake your hands, Bank. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> we're going to Richmond. We're going to Texas. Then we're going to California. Do we'll it. be there when you get out. Yep. We will be there uh, when you get out. Okay. No I doubt can't about wait. it. That's worth a visit to Pennsylvania. Okay. It's like, and listen, I appreciate what y'all doing for me, man. Me and my family, you know what I mean? And, and princess to the cat. Mm-hmm. Is she going home too? That's right. Give her, give her pets for me. Okay, give her some extra love. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, That's what she sleeps at. Right, she sleeps right there next to your head? Yeah, every night. The only thing I got to say is time to sleep. She jumps up. That's, that's great. That's great. Uh, I love to hear that. Yeah, that's my pet. Listen, me and her, that's my Sully. 
Yeah, I love her. That's yeah, that's much better than a human. Yes, listen. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes I'm I'm having a bad day and I come in and she start come over. She start rubbing up on me, my leg. Uh, it's great. You know what I mean? Then at six fifteen in the morning, that's the time I corner. If I don't start cornering her, she'll start meow meow, start screaming at me. Mm-hmm. So I can cone her hair and all that. Yeah. Mm. But it's it's great. You know what I mean? I think everybody should have like an animal in prison because it brings that human person out of you. Instead of walking out around here like you tough and you wanna fight. I'm telling you, you should see the way that little kitten Xena takes these guys and like they they everybody try to get the little wine so they can have her running around and stuff. Yeah, it's great. That's, that's so funny. Yeah, a little kitten can make yeah. a big dude melt in in just a just a quick second. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's like the same one that had, that got the kitten. He used to be a dog handler, and he had two two like two these two little pit bulls that we bottle fed and everything for like a month and a half. And when they got big, oh, the same thing. Everybody like see the puppies coming, and everybody stops. Yeah, but it, it's great, man, having an animal. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to know that you can. There's, there's something, you know, you can, you can look forward to when you, when you wake up each day, and you got the little, you got the cat, and, and, you know, like you said, humanizes. Yes. Yes. Keeps yeah. you grounded. I love, I love to hear that. <laughs> I wish they would let me come and bring the cat up too. I might ask one these days. Yeah. Oh, they, they yeah, won't. Let, I didn't even think about that. They wouldn't. They won't let you bring it to to, uh, to one of the calls. Yeah, I'm gonna ask. That'd that be, cool. be real nice. Yes. So, Merry Christmas before it turns off. Yeah. Happy New Year's. You too. And let's let's see if we get a better year this year coming up. Yeah, we're gonna do everything Absolutely. we can. Yeah, I think yeah. we had a lot of progress this year. Yeah, we're gonna keep. Right. We're gonna keep pushing. Okay. Absolutely. So have a good one and be safe out there. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Well, and we'll we'll talk okay. to you soon. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, here we are. As we bring this series to a close, are we any closer to a resolution? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, if there's anything that can be gleaned from these past two interviews, it's that hope exists. These guys have been in prison for 33 years. And not only have they not lost hope for themselves, they each spend a fair amount of time concerned about fighting for others who've been wrongfully convicted. I mean, that ultimately is why we made the podcast, specifically for guys like this. And we have no illusions simply spending, what, six hours telling this 30-year-old story that all of a sudden the prison doors will magically open? Nah, it takes more than that. These changes are bigger than just me and Lisa, but not bigger than this movement at this moment. We have a growing little community here, and as such, we encourage you to come together, get involved, and help bring about change. And what needs to be changed? Well, Roger King's convictions, especially his death penalty convictions, need to be reviewed. Charles Peruto, in my opinion, needs to be investigated. Romance MacArthur needs to be compelled to come forward. And June and Spanky need to be released. Desmond Tutu once said, If you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. 
with that, thank you once again from myself, from Lisa. You heard the thank yous directly from June and Spanky, from their friends, families, from Death by Incarceration and Crawl Space Media. Just thank you. And we know there are a lot of podcasts out there. The fact that you gave us a chance and stuck it out until the end, it means a lot. Now, Lisa and I will be back with more Injustice as we move on to other stories of wrongful conviction. But we will check in with this case the moment anything happens. In the meantime, be sure you're following us on all social media. Links to all that is in the show notes, as well as contact information for both June and Spanky. Send them an email, card, a letter. Um, links to online petition, fundraisers, all of that in one location to make it as easy as possible. I'm even going to add a link to the WAGS rescue website. It's the program that Spanky talked about that pairs incarcerated individuals with dogs and cats. Uh, and they work on basic obedience, house training, socialization. And it's designed to help animals, but as you heard Spanky say, you know, it helps the individuals who are locked up just as much, if not more. Anyways, that link will be there. Sounds like a great organization. If you're so inclined, donate. Check them out. Anyway, that's it. That's the series. Thanks for listening. Bye. The Injustice Podcast is brought to you in association with Death by Incarceration. Thank you to Crawlspace Media. Sound design, audio post-production, Jason Usry. Special thanks for original music to Bernaldo Rivaldi. Check out all his great stuff on iTunes and Spotify, Bandcamp, wherever you get your music. Please support independent artists. Right now is a, a real tough time for creatives. Go to InjusticePod.com for more information, including one of the great podcasts we are listening to. You can also find information to contact the hosts directly there. General inquiries can go to info at InjusticePod.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Injustice production. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.